Hello and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for December 17th, 2018. Uh, I'm Scott and I go by Tan Newt online. Uh, we have this meeting every week uh, where we get together and talk about uh, CircuitPython and everything that's happening around CircuitPython. Uh, this meeting normally happens uh, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern here on our Discord voice channel. A circuit python voice channel to join the uh everybody's welcome to join the meeting so if you're curious uh and would like to you can go to the url adafru.it slash discord to join the meeting um and that is also the url to get into the adafruit server that has a text channel for circuit python that we chat in all week long um note uh just up front uh next week the meeting is not on monday um due to the holiday season. Uh, instead, the next meeting will be on December 27th, uh, 2018, will be the last meeting of the year, and uh, Katni will be running that, so thanks in advance to Katni. Um, these meetings are run in four parts. Uh, we start with uh, State of Circuit Python. We talk about overall what the state of CircuitPython project as a whole is. We talk about the core, and then we talk about the state of the libraries, so that's one part. The second part is hug reports, which is a chance for all of us to say thank you to folks for their help or uh, the things that they've been doing that we think are awesome. Um, after that, we will have status updates, which is kind of a brief minute or two about what you've been working on and what you plan on working on in the coming week. Uh, after we do status updates, we have the final section that we call In the Weeds. Uh, because uh, it's the section where if we're going into more details or uh, different discussion topics, that's where it happens. Uh, I would I should say that the hug reports and status updates are run as a round robin. So uh, I will start and then go down the list of the folks in the voice channel uh, and giving give them a chance to uh, say what they have for that section. Um, if you are text only, feel free to do it early and then I'll just read it off. Uh, we just uh, put those in the notes. Um, we do, let me see. And then the in the weeds section, we, we have people write the topics they want to talk about in the weeds uh, during the meeting in the text channel, and we collect those as well. Um, this meeting is recorded. Uh, I record a screen capture of the Discord window and a capture of the audio. So beware that you are being recorded uh, and it is posted both on a diode zone normally, which is a peer tube instance, and it's also posted on the Adafruit YouTube channel. So uh, if you want to listen to this, if you happen to miss a meeting and you want to catch up, uh, check out the Adafruit YouTube channel and uh, you'll find notes there as well. So you can also just skim over what we talked about if you don't want to listen to the whole thing. Uh, it tends to run about an hour, so uh, that's what we're going for. Um, and with that, I will take a time code so that uh, in the notes you know where we are, and we'll get going. Um, first, first section we have here is the state of CircuitPython and its libraries. Uh, I'll start with the overall section. Um, overall, uh, in the last week, as of the Adabot run overnight, uh, we had 19 pull requests merged from 11 different authors, which is a really good number of authors uh we <laughs> some new folks uh i see in this list are sean heimel and jim blom um and tg techie is also in there which is awesome 
so thank you to 11, those 11 authors. Uh, thank you also to the six reviewers who did the reviews for those pull requests. Uh, as always, pull, uh, reviewing is actually a great way to get started contributing uh, by taking a look at somebody's code, if you have the hardware testing it, um, and then just posting on there and saying like, hey, I tested this and it works just uh, as advertised. Um, so that's always helpful. So uh, if you need more instructions on that, uh, check out the contributing to CircuitPython guide that Katni wrote. Uh, very, very helpful and covers reviewing specifically. Um, Issues-wise, we have five, five closed issues by five people and nine opened by seven people. So we are kind of like a little bit net positive, um, but that's fine. Uh, it's not so dramatic that we're clearly getting far, far behind. Um, so that's really great. Uh, I should also note that there were some fixes in terms of how issues were collected by Adabot, thanks to Summersoft, and we'll see the results of that a little bit later. Uh, but first, I wanted to talk just briefly about uh, the state of CircuitPython, uh, kind of as an overview. Uh, we're going into the holiday season, so uh, we will see uh, some work happen, but also uh, some people will be on vacation. So uh, don't be surprised if the pacing changes a little bit over the next couple weeks. Um, but let's, uh, one thing I do want to do, I, I'm actually taking vacation myself, and the uh, one thing I'm, I'm trying to finish up today is a blog post to ask everybody to start thinking about and posting what you would like to see for CircuitPython in 2019. Uh, the Rust folks who, <laughs> if, you, if you follow Rust at all, you know that we follow a lot of their uh, community stuff that they do because they do it really well. And one thing they, they did is a call for like, hey, what do you want to see for Rust in 2019? So uh, we're going to do the same thing for CircuitPython because it's a great idea. So uh, I'm going to get a blog post out today. It should go in the newsletter, I think, as well. Um, but the idea is, is that uh, up until the meeting on January 14th, we want everybody as individuals to say, like, here's what I think we should do, um, either by posting a video or posting a, tw a tweet or posting a blog post or post to the forums. Um, and then what we'll do is after that January 4th, 14th meeting is we'll kind of... Uh, coalesce all those different ideas together and in, into like one sort of like vision post for CircuitPython in 2019. Uh, we'll talk about it uh, kind of, we'll, we'll talk about the starts of it on the 14th and then we'll kind of see the draft on the next meeting um, and, and kind of validate it and then we'll post it then. Uh, so I'm really excited to read all those. Uh, I'm obviously going on vacation, but I will be thinking about like what the themes are for 2019 um, if you want, you can go back and look at the post I wrote for 2018 as well. Uh, talk to, kind of briefly about like what happened in 2017 and what I kind of hope happens in 2018. So that that's all also really interesting. So um, thought I'd put that in this overall section uh, because it's it impacts all of CircuitPython. So um, if you're in the notes or anything, uh, if you want to see the draft of the blog post, it's not quite finished, but um, I just put it in the chat if you want to read that as well. Um, okay, let's get back to the stats side of the state of CircuitPython. Um, so for the core, uh, we had eight pull requests merged from seven different authors, uh, again, including uh, the three that I pointed out earlier. So uh, that's higher than normal, which is great. So thank you to everybody. And then two reviewers, uh, Dan and myself. So thank you, Dan, uh, for doing a lot of code reviews. I really appreciate it. Um, 
so seven open pull requests still. Um, I think we have a few that are kind of stale and I need to go through those in the next year, but I'm turning into a pumpkin, so <laughs> they will they will stay open for a little while longer. Uh, we had one closed issue and four opened by four people, so uh, which is not uncommon. We're the source of growing the number of issues. Um, and thanks to Summersoft, we actually have a correct count for the total number of open issues, which is 159 open issues. So that is automated now as well. Um, we released uh, 4.0 Alpha 5, which should be much more stable on the USB, USB side than Alpha 3 was. And we've had 236 total downloads for that so far. Uh, if you want to see the breakdown by board, um, take a look at the, the stats in the notes. Uh, some notable new boards in there, uh, Particle, Argon, Boron, and Xeon, Xenon, which are the Feather Form Factor meshes. Uh, we had the Mini Sam M4, and I feel like there was one more. Uh, but yeah, some new boards, which is really cool. Uh, the Catwan USB stick is in there as well. Uh, and uh, if you want to see breakdown by language, it's it's in the notes as well. Uh, download stats for 311 were at 5,777, uh, which just keeps growing which is great uh and further the takeaway i always take away from this is that the stable release gets a lot of uh downloads so that's good uh and you'll see some kind of changes i want to do for 2019 regarding how we treat stable as well um in my post so uh katney do you want to do libraries yeah absolutely awesome so uh, let's see, this week we had 11 pull requests merged from seven different authors, which is amazing. That's pretty high. Um, Sean Heimel, I believe, is, is new um, to uh, contributing to the libraries as well. Uh, we also had six reviewers on seven authors, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you to everybody who did reviews. Uh, it's super helpful, and we really appreciate it. Um, all of this information is in the notes and can also be found at the CircuitPython library tracking issue, which I posted into the text chat. Um, so pull request wise, we have seven open pull requests. Um, again, if uh, you're interested in reviewing or getting started with contributing, reviewing is a great way to do that. Um, and library pull requests are a great place to start. So we had four closed issues by four people and five opened by four people. So we're slightly not positive, but um, we're looking good. We have 57 open issues. Um, other than that, we have all of our um, other information that Adabot provides is in the notes about um, issues that are on the repos, uh, repos that need some kind of work done, that sort of thing, um, which is what I will be taking care of uh, this week or yeah, over the course of the week um, and making sure that everything is set to go. But if you're interested in knowing what's going on or having other ways to contribute, um, some of these things are, are pretty easy fixes that could be a simple pull request that could be a way that you could get started if that's something you're interested in doing. Um, so overall, we have new libraries, which is great. Um, and uh, I think everything is, is looking really good. So that's where we are with libraries. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. All right. And with that, uh, that's the state of CircuitPython. We will move on to Hug Reports. And I'll take a time code. 
Hug Reports is a chance for everybody to say thank you to folks uh, and give them a shout out for doing some awesome work within the community. Uh, This tends to be about what happened in the last week, but um, if you missed a meeting or have something that was longer ago, feel free to talk about that as well. Um, We do this as a round robin, so I will start and then go on uh, while Carter is lurking, so we'll go to Sue Grover after that. Um, But I will start first after I take a time code yet again. Um, Not a super long list like I have had sometimes, but uh, first and foremost, I wanted to say a huge, huge hug report to uh, Jerry and Lady Ada for their awesome ESP helper work. Uh, It's been super fun to go back and see the uh, discussion about getting the ESP as a connector uh, to to Wi-Fi for the M4 boards and stuff. I'm very, very excited to see that. And then I also wanted to say uh, thank you to John Park for all of the Adabox support that he's been providing. Uh, there have been a few people struggling with the Trellis M4, and he's been a huge help uh, getting them going and uh, doing things like erasing the storage and CircuitPython and things like that. So uh, that's been really helpful. And then uh, lastly, uh, a huge just group hug uh, to all of the community and CircuitPython helpers, but really just everybody uh, who's come into this community over the last year it's been amazing to see the growth i'm looking forward to doing some more reflection on that uh at the start of january as well but i know it's been it it, it's always so awesome for me to see this community uh work on its own without me having to be um super involved every day like I get pings now for things that need to be moderated on Discord, and I go and I'm like, I don't see anything because other moderators have already dealt with it. So that's that's just amazing, and um, in more generally, that happens on issues and forum posts and stuff as well. So uh, thank you all for being here, and I'm so excited for 2019. I'm excited to hear what you want from 2019. Uh, so yeah, just thank you to everybody. Uh, it's been a great year, and I will... Be excited to take two weeks off, but I'm very excited also to get back into things come January. Um, So yeah, those are my hug reports. Uh, I'll read Brennan's. Brennan has a group hug. Uh, He wasn't able to make it, so he just said group hug to everybody. Uh, Carter is lurking, so we'll go to C. Grover. Is also lurking. Oh, he dropped off. Um, Charles says, lurking and a group hug. Uh, Dakota says, Dakota, do you want to speak? I can. I just put the notes in there so somebody else wouldn't have to type up what I said. Oh, thank you. Uh, Basically, hugs for all, uh, as always. uh, What a great community. Uh, but how am I supposed to accomplish anything with so many delicious distractions? I mean, <laughs> Argon, come on. I had some interest in the ESP32. You said, well, we're probably not going to support it. Oh, except maybe as an extra add-on board. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yep, that's the way to do it. Very excited to see uh, Lady Ada and Jerry working on that for exactly that reason. Um, uh, C. Grover, did you, were you trying to get your voice working? Yeah, I was having some problems. Can you hear me now? I can. Go ahead. Oh, super. Um, group hug for the team and community, um, as usual, and just amazed by the progress that the community makes together. 
special hug out to Tony D who created some really great circuit Python use examples for some really obscure breakout boards that I wanted to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked right out of the box. Um, I, I'm also really um, loving to see the coprocessor work being done by Jerry Ann and Lady Ada. It's real similar to a, an approach I took with the RFM 69 back before it had CircuitPython support. I'm mm-hmm. really glad to see that advance like that. That's it for this week. Awesome. Thank you, Seagrover. Okay, we'll skip back down to Dan. Okay. Hi, everybody. So thanks, uh, echoing uh, the thanks to Je- to Jerry for testing uh, Lady Ada's uh, AT serial uh code to the ESP coprocessors. That's really helpful. And so his and his stuff is going into the new guide that was just published about that. Um, and to Carter and John Park, who have been paying a lot of attention to Trellis M4 issues in the forum. I'm in there too, but uh, it's great to have all of us working together on that. Um, there are a number of mysterious problems, some of which are user errors and some of which are definitely not. So we're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, Thanks to TAC, who uh, rewrote the UART code so that it would actually buffer characters properly and report how many are waiting properly. Uh, I was starting to work on that, but I didn't really have time, and he picked it up and did it in a day. Nice. That was great. And then also, um, Simark, who's in um, GitHub, who has was trying to do LTO builds on NRF, and it didn't work, and instead of giving up, they tested it again and again, and we've been having a back and forth trying to figure out what's wrong. We haven't succeeded yet, but have somebody else working on it has been very helpful. And it knocked, it eliminated some things that I uh, hoped might be the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, it, it means that we're narrowing the problem down. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jen. All right. Uh, Drew and Jay are lurking, so we'll go to Jerry. And I'll echo uh, again, big thanks to, to Lady Ada for the uh, ESP AD control and the mini ESP tool libraries. Uh, they've been a, a lot of fun to play with this week. And um, and and also Dan and, and Tech for, for fixing the NRF 5280 UART. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little tough at the beginning of the week with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's working really well now. And um, and then best wishes to, to you, Scott. Thank Congratulations. you. Thank you. Um, Jerry's referring to the fact that I get married on Friday. So that's part of the reason I'm on vacation. All right. Um, Katney. So I want to give a hug report to Andon, Mr. Certainly, and Adam McCombs for stepping up this week on Discord. Um, They were totally on top of some issues we had and took great care of that. Um, I want to give a hug report to Sedacious for stepping in on GitHub where uh, there was a misunderstanding, but um, Sedacious uh, stepped in on that, and that was really good. And uh, a hug report to you, Scott, for getting so much done this week while turning into a pumpkin. Congratulations, (laughs) and have an amazing time. Thank you. Uh, All right. Thanks, Katni. And uh, excited to hear how your talks go, although I'm probably scooping your status update by saying that. It's all good. (laughs) you'll, You'll definitely know when you get back. It's kind of my MO to scoop people on what they're talking about. I get the benefit of uh, going first. Uh, if anybody wants that benefit and wants to run the meeting, let me know. We'd love to have more people run the meeting. Um, 
Okay, uh, I'm going to talk about Lady Ada here. I took a time code and then talked about other stuff, so I'll take a new time code. Um, Lady Ada said in the text chat, uh, thanks to Carter for helping so much with issues and support. It's incredibly helpful. And uh, Jerry N for getting Particle Argon Wi-Fi working and helping with the ESP coprocessor hacking. Cool, cool. And uh, Summersoft, last but not least. Summersoft says, uh, Jerry N and Lady Ada again for continuing ESP AT command work. Uh, preemptive hug for Katni for giving Python workshops in Chicago this week. And a bowl full of jelly-sized group hug, which is almost the bowl of rice that Dakota posted earlier. Uh, so thank you, Summersoft. And uh, we'll see. It looks like TG Techies typing in a hug report as well. So I'll just wait. Uh, a little bit on that. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Charles says happy holidays to everybody. It's awesome. All right, while well, TZ Techie is typing, I'll move on the the status updates intro. Um, status updates is a chance for us to talk briefly about what we've been working on, what we plan on doing the next week and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. If there are topics that you would like to talk about in more detail, uh, go ahead and mention them, and then we'll t cover those after status updates are finished in the weeds section, uh, which happens after status updates. Um, TG Teching is still typing, probably on his phone. So I will uh, do my status updates here. So uh, I got MIDI working. Um, I got USB MIDI working with CircuitPython, but uh, the way I did it, I need. I knew I would have to do a little bit of restructuring. Um, so it looks like, well, it's not going to get checked in today. And I, as Katni implied, turn into a pumpkin tomorrow, meaning I go on vacation tomorrow morning. Um, so I will plan on getting MIDI checked in first thing in 2019. Um, after I wrap up, as, as I just said, I, after I wrap up the meeting notes and the stuff associated with the meeting notes, I will, uh, be out until January 2nd. I get back on the first, but I think it's late, so it won't be the, until the second, at least until I pop up. Um, and in general, I, I'm going to get this circuit Python 2019 post out today and, uh, simmer and stew over it on vacation myself, uh, and figure out what, uh, but what are the key things that I'd like to see uh, as part of that uh, us talking about what we want to see for CircuitPython in 2019? So um, not a whole lot for me because I'm going on vacation. Um, before we move on, I'll uh, just circle back. Uh, TG Techie did get his uh, hug report in. So I will um, take a time code and said, uh, TG Techie said... Uh, Hug report to Cascade uh, was able because uh, they were able to get the GUI code running on the ILA 9341 and the Feather M4 and still muddling through learning some C and the C, C, uh, Circuit Python standards for creating new modules for the Scratch RAM module SVM. Uh, and it looks like uh, Lady Ada, who is also going to be doing some GUI hacking, is very interested in this as well. So. Um, She's on top of it. And thank you, TG Techie, for paving that way. And happy to hear that Cascade got it running as well. Um, 
Okay, so uh, let's see. If I circle back in the notes, um, Brennan is doc only. Uh, no, <laughs> no bandwidth out here in the cornfields is what it says. Um, so I'll take a time code and read that off. Uh, Brennan says, uh, testing Blinka platform detection on Pi, uh, several orange Pi variants, the BeagleBone Black and the Pocket Beagle. Uh, in Nebraska, the 27th to 28th, through, through the 27th or 28th or thereabouts. So con connectivity is a bit limit limited. Um, so that's Brennan's update. Uh, Carter is lurking, so we'll go to C. Grover. Let's see, last week um, and over the weekend, I used CircuitPython and the Neo Trellis's demo interface to create a couple of uh, DAC output channels hmm. for the yeah for the Neo Trellis for my uh, Eurorack setup, so hmm. I could have control voltages. Since the the DACs and the Neo Trellis are being used for audio, I needed something for the lower frequency stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to combine that with a couple of uh, time of flight sensors that I've been using for gesture control to control the CV voltages and filters on the Eurorack. It's really easy to do all this with CircuitPython, especially the these low-frequency um, control codes because they are or, or control voltages because they're you know they're less than 100 hertz usually. Mm. I don't play notes that fast. Mm -hmm. um, but the the dilemma that it's created for me is that now I have to create an enclosure for all of these <laughs> uh, this growing family of STEMA-powered accessories I'm coming up with. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want it to be Neo Trellis uh, esque, so the the, the enclosure. Pardon. The enclosure is Neo Trellis. -esque? Yeah, I'd like it to look like the Neo Trellis enclosure because it's such a cool enclosure. I might just make it thicker. Who knows? But uh, yeah, which would be pretty easy to do. But but these these stemma powered accessories that I'm creating for that. And, and by the way, the stemma interface is something that's on one of my Eurorack synths that I created too. The, hmm. Um, I'm going to need to figure out how to make this compatible with the Eurorack environment and make mm -hmm. it playable and rugged enough to be able to use on stage. That's going to be kind of a fun thing. That'll be awesome. Oh, it's yeah, it's just great to be thinking about that stuff. But not necessarily performing, but certainly playing. Right. Um, and then I received some new M4 Plus Circuit Python synth boards from Osh Park late, late last week. Um, and uh, again, kind of excited about putting those together. I also ordered my first batch of backlighted artsy uh, PCBs hmm. from Osh Park, hmm. and they're turning out pretty good. They're being animated with some bare AT Tiny 85s that I have. So I'm doing a little bit of Arduino stuff on the side. Hmm. We won't talk about that here. <laughs> but I'll be testing those this week. It's the right tool for some jobs. Yeah, it works really well. It's, it's certainly. Um, easier to use than a 555 for flashing leds right so awesome well always excited to see what you're up to so thanks for hopping in um all right uh charles is lurking so we'll go to dakota um i don't <clears throat> remember accomplishing anything but i did do some real work honestly <laughs> uh, i assembled some trellis hardware uh tried putting together some code that doesn't run 
properly yet on my synthesizer projects. Um, it's really great to see all of the the sound and synthesizer stuff that's being done in the community. Uh, just a quick heads up to see Grover. If you need a hand uh, slapping anything together and don't have tools, I might be able to help there. Um, and you might want to try slipping a sheet of aluminum in your stack of uh, acrylic uh, if you want to stiffen stuff up, have it look neo-trellis, but still be uh, road ready. Uh, other than that, um, can't really think of anything else to, uh, to report on. Awesome. Well, thank you for letting us know about all that. And uh, I'm sure you got lots done. Okay. Uh, Dan. So um, I migrated the Travis builds from TravisCI.org website, which is where all the open source stuff is. Travis is putting everything on TravisCI.com now. It's still free, but um, they're using, they're supporting one platform now. Mm -hmm. And they were they added us to a beta test, and I and I basically pushed a button that said migrate about 120 times. <laughs> thank you, and thank checked. you for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> I for, I should have hugged reported that, that because that's really helpful. <laughs> and um, the reason for this, besides their migration, is also that GitHub Services is going away, and so these are sort of a combined reason for doing this migration right away. And we still need to move read the docs off of GitHub services, but that should be probably pretty easy to do. I don't think there's a lot of repos that are on it. Because it's mostly, yeah. I think mo I think most of them just use the webhook, but there are a few when we that we did at the start that do use the services. Okay. Is it is the webhook the same for all of them or um... No, I don't think so. Okay, I'll talk to you about that we, later then. Okay. Yeah. All right. We could do that in the weeds if we like. Sure. And then uh, there's a lot of Trellis M4 support, as we mentioned, that um, things are going on. I think people are having unusual problems and we're trying to figure them out. This is sometimes happens with a new, brand new, uh, different kind of project. And, the, you know, we shipped many more M4 boards because we shipped so many Trellis boards so that we expect to see some number of problems. It's still a very small percentage, but uh, people are having interesting problems. Mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned, Simark was working on the NRF builds, uh, getting LTO working on it, and I tried debugging that over the weekend. And then I'm still still working on uh, BLE as my main thing, and basically having to learn BLE and the soft device and trying to invent an API all at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, that's it. Awesome. Thank you for all your work, Dan. Um, all right. Uh, Dishipu, do you have hug reports and status updates? No, you just dropped in. Nothing from him. Okay. Uh, Drew is lurking, so we'll go to Jerry. Um, yes, yeah, so I spent a lot of time last week uh, playing with the uh, ESP um, AT control and the and the mini ESP tool for, um, and that that worked out really really well. You know, this this. At least my involvement in this started just a week before when well when the when the Argon board came out and it, uh, I think Summersoft and I were talking about wouldn't it be cool to be able to use the the ESP32 on it mm -hmm. and it turns out to use the one that's that's used it has an AT firmware on it but it's been heavily modified and doesn't support a lot of the commands that the ESP AT the ESP8266 version uses. And you can't change the baud rate on it. It won't let you, um, which is a major problem because it's running at, at 921 
kilobaud. Hmm. Um, and so it really was pretty hard to use. So when Lady Ada came out with the mini ESP tool, that was just like a godsend to say, mm -hmm. wow, we can actually load this thing in. And um, played around and was able to, to get, a, get a version of the of that software compiled that has to use some different pins and all, so it's not a standard build, but worked out really well. It was a lot of fun and uh, excited about playing with it. I've been uh, using the Lady Ada's test code to check Bitcoin prices. <laughs> I've never looked at Bitcoins before, but certainly uh, if the IRS is going to come after me, they're going to be looking for me now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um, yeah, so that was a lot, a lot of last week playing with that, a lot of fun. And then so this week, plan didn't you know, really follow up on that now and, and trying to learn a lot more about what we can do with this with this new core processor, mm -hmm. uh, what the functions are that can be that actually can be done through it. So looking forward to, to really playing with that a lot. And um, the ran into some issues with the 52840 UART, which uh, the big part was fixed, the uh, actual right. buffering. Right. There's still an issue that it that it can be hung up. I put an issue report in, um, and we can follow it up in there. I, I was going to talk about it in the weeds, but we don't really need to. Uh, it'll it'll just be followed up in the in the uh, in the issue. Yeah, and TAC so, was pointed to it this morning, I think, as well. Right. Yeah, that, that's great. And so, um, yeah, I think it'll it'll hopefully it's something fairly fairly straightforward to to understand what's going on. Yeah, I think he did have to order some hardware, so it may be a little while till he yeah, the, gets to well, it. The hardest part is probably reproducing it. Because, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, it's actually pretty easy if you just plug in an ESP eighty two six, even even one without the AT firmware on it, and hit the reset button, it it kills it. Because ah. <laughs> it, it just slams the uart with a big big message right 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 well he'll but, he'll take a look at it i think okay. uh, just not sure exactly when that's fine no it's 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 again so much so much better than it was at the beginning of the week it's great awesome <laughs> all right thanks jerry uh katney all right so last week i uh, had library monday as always um i wrote a helper library to work with the uh, PWM servo featherwing shield hat and bonnet called servo kit. So now all the setup is done inside this library and you have access to everything that servo does uh, without doing all the setup. Um, tested it on the featherwing. I believe I tested it on the shield, um, but uh, began updating the featherwing guide, the PWM servo featherwing guide, um, about half done with that. I uh, came to Chicago on Saturday, and on the train, I deprecated some unsupported libraries. Um, we've begun deprecating some unsupported guides uh, and merged various Adabot PRs. So this week, I have Library Monday. I'm going to be bundling those two ESP libraries and making sure everything's set for those um, so that those are easy to get from the bundle. Um, I'm going to be playing Tourist for... Um, for Tuesday, and then be because um, of plans tonight, I will probably be catch up on Library Monday, Wednesday. <laughs> um, I'll be continuing work on the servo kit guides because uh, the next step is the shield and the pie hat bonnet. Um, depending on how things go with the hardware, uh, I may move on to software stuff and be begin deprecating more unsupported libraries and so on. Um, but my big plans this week are that I'm doing two CircuitPython. Um, workshops, one for the local, um, the, the major hackerspace in the area, and one for the um, Chicago Python users group. Um, that's Monday and Thursday. So uh, I will probably be cutting out a little early today to finish getting prepped for that and get over to the space. 
Um, and then Thursday is the other one. So those are my, so I'm in, so I'm in Chicago for the week. Uh, so I'm not at home. So I will probably be slightly less productive than usual. Cause it's always more productive to, or more difficult to be productive when you're not home. It's um, a different type of productive. It's not more or less. That's fair. <laughs> um, so that is my, that is my plan for this week. Um, and next week I will be running the meeting because, and, uh, it will be at a different time, um, because you will be gone. And, uh, that's pretty much what's going on there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katni. And, uh, thanks in advance for running the meeting next Thursday, a week. Yeah, Thursday. absolutely. Yep, yep. Cool. All right. Uh, Lady Ida is text only, so I'll read her report off. She says, uh, wrote a guide and committed uh, Wi-Fi with ESP module coprocessor. Uh, it works-ish. Uh, so if you want to test it out, there's a guide. Uh, needs more uh, work, but is functional for basic URL queries. About to do a bunch of graphics work for M4 and TFT display. Blitting, surfaces, graphics, maybe even fonts. Uh, the NRF52840 Feather being is being fabbed today, hopefully in the shop sometime this week, and that's it. All right, so that was Lady Ada. Uh, we'll do Summersoft, and then we'll do TG Techie, because I think you came in after I looped around, or I failed to see you. Um, so Summersoft. Okay, Summersoft says, uh, oh yeah, I've, yeah. Uh, last week, Adabot fixed the greater than 100 issues pagination issue, uh, added dry run and local patching capability for testing patches before submitting. Um, for the FRAM CircuitPython Learn Guides, uh, the SPY version is published and the I2C version is in review. Uh, updated the Travis badge uh, in repos from .org to .com. Updated cookie cutter readme badge link. Uh, tried creating a git patch to update the library readmes. Won't work because of the line diff including the library name. So wrote a Python script that will update each library. Still discussing implement stri implementation strategy with Katni. Uh, currently it will push changes to a branch on my forks and then submit a PR from there. Um, that could work. Uh, I'd love to see the uh, 100, 100 PRs that we get out of that. That'll be great. Um, <laughs> fighting feature creep to safely include the above scripting capability in Adabot patching. Uh, and this week is mostly travel prep, airports, and cars, which I definitely can relate to. Um, I'm flying tomorrow. Uh, okay, TG Techie, go ahead. Um, this is what I plan to do next week, right? Uh, what you've been doing in the last week and what you plan on doing in the coming week. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry, a little lost. No um, worries, no worries. <laughs> so, I believe I posted, um, Cascade and I got it working on other hardware. Right. Um, about, like, an hour and a half. Yay. And I'm going to work adding some documentation because that does not exist right now <laughs> those are good um <laughs> adding the dma spi and um learning some c code which i unfortunately have to do to progress <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, you'll you you'll uh, handle it just fine. I'm, I have confidence in you. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to learn it. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. Playing with Discord bot for first robotics. But that's about it. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for jumping in as always. Um. <laughs> underscore lambda. I think that's a lambda, right? Uh, do you have any hug reports or status updates you want to mention? I know you just hopped in, so that's kind of the deep end. This is the Circuit Python weekly that meeting that we're in towards the tail end of right now. Um, uh, well, I'm just lurking, so don't mind me. Awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, if you want to listen to the start of the meeting, the recording will be up uh, later today as well. We're we're just about done. Um, all right, uh, let's move on to the last section, which is the in the weeds section. Uh, this is a chance for us to go into take a deeper dive into any issues that came up or anything that you want to talk about. So if you have topics you'd like to take like to talk about, please post them in the CircuitPython text channel. Uh, we'll get to those in order um we have two in the doc uh first is uh dan so do you want to go dan yeah so i just want to say one thing which is sort of not so much a discussion but um uh after we we're probably going to drop uh the 52832 from the 4.0 circuit python build because it doesn't have a lot of space. It doesn't have an express chip. It's, it's basically the same price as an 840 when we buy the chip. So there's kind of no reason to use that chip anymore. It doesn't have native USB. And there are a lot of, there are a number of issues of making it compatible. So I know some of you have 832 boards and you'll be sorry that you can't use them anymore. You can always use them on the 3.x build, but there won't be BLE support or anything like that but we gotta doing legacy support for this is a little, seems a little difficult if you have anything to say let me know about it right so um but it was kind of like i i could spend a lot of time on something or i could use that time for something else totally um and then the read the docs wait wait um, wait 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 dan let's okay. not oh, let's not go on yet okay I was just going to uh, say that I, I last week uh, when I got my particle argon board, I basically put CircuitPython in it, unplugged my 52832 from the TFT board I had it on the uh, you know my little display I'd been doing a lot of testing on. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it was a drop-in replacement. You know it it worked great. So um, I have I have no objection. <laughs> great. Okay, and hopefully that will be true on the 840 when the yeah, feather yeah. comes hopefully out. Hopefully it'll be the same. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. should be. Um, and this is a this is the ESP eighty two sixty six build will probably be in this same mode very shortly. Um, probably actually with four X, if not uh, with five X, um, because like USB is so core to CircuitPython that that supporting um, well ESP is a separate port, which is a lot of a lot of support work, um, and because it doesn't have USB, it's not really um, worthwhile i think um and we're moving to this coprocessor world so once we have a solution for doing wi-fi over esp as a coprocessor uh, our plan is to just move to that and not uh, and no longer support circuit python on the esp 8266 
uh, natively. It's, currently, it's still broken right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I, I no, should no, say... Nobody's been complaining, so... We're not really <laughs> supporting it now anyway on 4.0. So I think I, I think we'll just officially call it with our next release and just say like, hey, we dropped support for ESP8266 officially in 4.0. Um, it's also worth noting that like the older NRF chips and the ESP chips are supported by MicroPython. So if you do want uh, Python on things, that's the uh, that's the spot to to look is with MicroPython. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say about it as well. Okay, uh, go ahead and Dan, you want to talk about the second thing? Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so just a question about I'm looking at I'm logged into read the docs right now, and I see there is an incoming webhook. Yep. Um, it actually doesn't show me the webhook. If you edit so, it, I think you can see it. It's kind of weird. Well, I'm in the admin page. Maybe I'll talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't see the, the big, long number. So. Um, I can show you how to find it. Okay. All right. We'll talk about it. Yes. We'll talk so yeah. the background okay. the background for folks is that um, GitHub services are being deprecated, uh, which was their like kind of like integration of third party stuff into repos in favor of GitHub apps, which is their new version of it. Um, and read the docs support of GitHub services briefly, uh, along with Travis was also GitHub services. So uh, we're that's why you're, you're seeing some churn in this tooling right now. Uh, is because we've got to get off the GitHub services stuff. They're starting to do what they're doing brownouts, which is basically like they're turning it, turning it off temporarily so that people can realize that it's going to break uh, later when they term it, turn it off permanently. So uh, Dan's been doing a great job running all of that stuff down. Um, so yeah, uh, Dan's question was just how to figure out what the, what the webhook is that we use instead. Um, so that's that. And then uh, I think TG Techie is typing uh, their question as well. Um, Mr. Certainly, do you have a mic? Do you want to do hug reports and status updates? I know you just joined. Hey there, Scott. Hi. Sorry, I just joined. I figure I'd uh, uh, just uh, listen on in for a little bit. Okay. Well, we're just about done. Um, so... Uh, We've got one more wheezy question from TG Techie that they're typing in, and then I think we'll wrap up. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you could join. You've been a huge help, so thank you, thank you, Mister Certainly, for all of the the help that you've been. Um, TG, TG Techie, let me take a time code. Says, is there any chance of reactivating the running multi-script in random from up or as an option? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> in tandem, running multiple scripts in tandem from MicroPython? Uh, could you give more background on what you want to do? Running multiple scripts in, in tandem from MicroPython. 
I don't know. I, I don't know of a way that they run multiple scripts. They do a thing where. So MicroPython does allow you to like run boot.py, set up some variables, and then use those variables in main.py. But I don't know of a way that... I mean, they have... Some of the MicroPython ports have basic threading and asynchronous support. But I don't think of that as multiple scripts. Both Summersoft and TG Techie are typing. Uh, okay, so TG Techie was thinking of basic threading. Yeah, um, we have a big bucket for, for this and interrupts, which is just that concurrency is really hard to get right, both from the implement st implementation standpoint. <laughs> You got to where I was going with red, says Summersoft. Um, I, I I think it's really hard to do well. I mean, in in my opinion, nobody's come up with a way to do multiple threads well in any language, period. Um, and so it hasn't been a focus of ours um, because just it's not something beginners are going to do. Um, if... Uh, if that is something you'd like to see, I, I would say that this is a great time to to make an argument for it with our 2019 vision stuff. Um, if you have ideas of like really concrete, like this is the thing that like I, I really need threading to do, um, let us know. But I honestly don't, I also don't think that you're going to get the, you're not really going to get performance out of it either because we're all running on the same core. So I, I, I'm obviously very, very, very wary of threads and of interrupts. Um, and as Lady Ada is pointing out as well, is that like the C land can do a lot more and it can do things in the background by actually like having it done with DMA, which means that it doesn't even take, um, it doesn't even take the CPU to do. So I, I would really like as Lady Ada is like she's spot on like knowing exactly what you want to be able to do and uh is really important. I think um I think in general this like feature creep and features for the sake of features can be a huge trap. Um specifically like uh the when somebody comes to us and says, "Hey, I want to do interrupts." Like that's not what I want to hear. I, I want to hear like I'm trying to do this thing and I would normally use interrupts. Right. Like, well, I don't want to add threading or, or interrupt support for the sake of having those things. I want to actually be able to like, um, I want to understand why people need it, uh, because very technical people will come along and say, like, I need interrupts. But that doesn't like that may not be the mechanic that we want to use to solve the problem uh, in CircuitPython. Uh, like we do. We do some asynchronous stuff already. Like one example is audio file playback where you say, hey, play this file and like we return, but like, and then in the background we handle it. Like, so we do do multi-threading-ish stuff. We just don't allow it to happen from Python. Um, so yeah, I, I'm i very wary of it and I'd love to hear what you, exactly you want to do and why you think threading is the is the way to do it.
Um, and Lady Ada is pointing out that the Wi-Fi coprocessor approach to Wi-Fi is also uh, really nice for that because um, it allows you to like literally offload the work onto another CPU rather than having to share one CPU. Um, hope that helps. And yeah, I would love like everybody in this meeting. I really hope you write some sort of post about what you'd like to see for 2019. Um, really would like to to hear everybody's opinion on that. <laughs> yeah. Dakota says multiprocessor is an interesting approach to multi-threading. Um, okay, I think uh, Dan has a, a topic he'd like to cover as well. So we'll hand it back over to Dan. Uh, what was the topic? Uh, the issue that you linked to? Or oh, is, oh, is that a reference to something else? That's a reference. That's a reference. Carter said Dan has an issue with discussion. Ah, right. Okay. So uh, for those who... Yeah, I'll change it so it's <laughs> not... Um, well... I put it in an anonymous link. I like anonymous links. Yeah. There we go. Um, so for those who... Another place, if you have an opinion about uh, asynchronous stuff, um, kind of the one of the canonical issues for it... Uh, in particular, using message queues is uh, Adafruit CircuitPython issue number one thousand three hundred and eighty. Um, link. I'll put. I'll copy the link into the notes as well. Um, but yeah. So if you want, if you want to talk more about that, uh, that's the place to do it. Uh, there is also an async I/O issue as well. If if that's your jam. Um, Okay, so uh, I'm going to wrap up. Uh, Sean Heimel just dropped into text chat to check in, so I'm going to read Sean's off, and then I'll wrap us up. Um... <laughs> okay, Sean says, uh, Sorry I couldn't make the call today. Hugs to Tanu and Katni for their huge help in getting my test suite structured correctly. Uh, last week I finished my SAMD21 porting guide and checked in the board test suite. Awesome. All right, uh, glad Sean could just uh, hop in right at the end there. Um, I will wrap us up. So this has been the CircuitPython Weekly for December 17th, if I remember right, uh, 2018. This meeting happens usually on Monday mornings uh, for those of us in the Pacific time zone at 11 a.m., uh, early afternoon, 2 p.m. for those on the Eastern time zone. Um, it will not happen next Monday, so beware of that. Um, the next meeting will be a week from Thursday, December 27th, I believe, at the normal time, I believe. Uh, check the pinned messages on the CircuitPython text channel for the all of the details on when that's happening. Uh, we're also planning on not doing another meeting, I believe, until January 7th after that, because the first is a Tuesday, so we miss our normal Monday. So we'll go all the way to the 7th. Um, yeah, same time as now, if you're bad with clocks. Um, yeah, so we'll see, see everybody on the 7th. Um, please, uh, uh, check the blog for a post about CircuitPython in 2019. Um, and we'd love to see your posts come up, uh, either over the holidays or... No, it's 2 p.m. Eastern, Dan. You're thinking of the other meeting. Um, <laughs> we have an internal meeting at 1 p.m. <laughs> uh, okay uh, yeah so thank you everybody for making it 
Um, this will go on the Adafruit uh, YouTube channel uh, as a recording um, shortly. I'll, I'll get that going right away after we're done here. And the notes with time codes will be in the description for the video there. And I'll also I'll post it on Diode Zone as well because PeerTube is really interesting and I want to support Diode Zone. So um, I think that's it. Uh, best wishes, holiday wishes from me, uh, to everybody. This is my last meeting of the year. I will be on vacation, uh, on next Thursday when Katni runs the meeting. Um, and then I will be back in January as well. So, uh, thank you everybody for a great 2018 for CircuitPython. I, again, am so excited about 2019. We're just like the community is growing. The community is super positive and we're just getting more and more done. Uh, as we get more and more folks interested in all sorts of different things. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a happy holidays, and I'll talk to you all. I will talk to you all next year. Katni, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful holiday. Happy holidays.